That's what we're all about. We're all about the salvation of the Lord, the healing power of the Lord, the restoring, the restoration of our God, and the Holy Ghost transformation, kingdom status. And we know kingdom status comes through the cross. It's the only way. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the way. The truth, the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. And it's because Jesus had to go to the cross, you and I can come to our Heavenly Father. Because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross, we can go to our Heavenly Father. We've been restored back to Him. We are one with Him. We are no longer separated. Hallelujah. That's why it's important to understand what the cross represents. If you cannot recognize the cross, you won't, be you won't be able to identify your salvation. If you cannot recognize what took place on this cross, you will not be able to identify what salvation is, healing, restoration, and transformation is. You won't be able to identify it. You won't be able to see it in life if you don't recognize what the, 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 the power of the cross is. It's important to understand the, what the cross represents. We're called to carry this cross. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. It's our scripture for this year. And it says, who has saved us? How did Jesus save us? Through the cross. And called us with a holy calling. This call is not just for just, just some simple call. No, this is a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to our, his own purpose and grace. It was in his purpose and grace. God's grace. It was in the purpose of God and the grace of God for you and I to be saved. It was in the purpose of God and the grace of God for Jesus to go to the cross. So you and I can be saved. You and I can have kingdom status. Hallelujah. To have life more abundantly. Which was given, given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Before the world began, God realized, I am going to do something new. It's a never ever was. ALM, we have been called to establish the kingdom of God. We have been established, this church, Abundant Living Ministries, who, who God has called by name. Who's ALM? That means God's called you by name. I don't use that name. I don't use, I don't say that lightly. I say that with a with 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 with, with a purpose, with a plan, and with an expectation. Why? Because I know I'm called to ALM. I've been given a holy call, not just because I'm the pastor, not just because I'm the bishop's son. No, I have been called to ALM. Trust me, there was times where I wanted to move. But God says, you cannot move. Because you're called. You're called. Has nothing to do with what you see and what you hear. You're called. You're called. Doesn't matter what's going on in the world. You're called. You're called to ALM. And those that are watching by internet, you're called to Abundant Living Ministries. You're called to this church. You're called to establish the kingdom of God. Now, you know God said that he was going to be a doing, he's, been, he's going to do a new thing here. He's going to do a new thing here at Abundant Living Ministries. And we have been declaring for months before 2021 new. A never ever was. That's what new means, never ever was. 
we have experienced a never ever was. We're experiencing a never ever was. I know new has brought a lot of disappointment to a certain amount of people. But I remind you what God said in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 18. Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Let go of 2020. Let go of your dis disappointment. Remember your call. God's saying, remember your call. I've called you to the kingdom. I called you to establish the purpose, plan, and expectation of who I am. Remember your call. He has called you with a holy calling, not according to your works, not according to, your, to what you may think, but it's going to be something new. It's going to be a never ever was. Just remember your call. Because it's his purpose and grace that he's using you. It's through his purpose and grace that he's using you. What is our call, ALM? Kingdom. Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Kingdom. 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 Our call is about the kingdom. The call is not about me. The call is not about my wife. The call is not about my children. The call is not about, not about money. It's not about finances. It's not about investment. No, it's about the kingdom of God. Establishing the kingdom of God. That word in the beginning, it says seek. That word seek means search, explicitly eternal knowledge. We're, ser we're searching the explicit eternal knowledge of God's kingdom. When you're seeking again, you are searching out the explicit eternal knowledge of what God's kingdom is all about. Kingdom means dominion, the reign of the Messiah. You're searching out his dominion. You're searching out the, the explicit eternal knowledge of the reign of the Messiah. When you're searching, seeking the kingdom of God. His righteousness means, denotes the attributes of God. When you, when you talk about seek first his righteousness, you're searching the explicit eternal knowledge of God's righteousness. Why is God holy, righteous, and sanctified? You've got to search it out. To establish something, you've got to know what you're establishing. You just can't. Just, well, I'm just here to establish what? Do you know what you're establishing? See, we know what we're establishing here at Abundant Living Ministries. When we all come together and praise and worship and, 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 and preach the word of God and, 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 and commune together. But do you know what you're doing when you are by yourself outside in the midst of the wolves? Or are you going to be a scared little sheep? Who's lost its shepherd. See, you've got to be willing to no matter what, not only search out the explicit eternal knowledge of the kingdom, not only here in the sanctuary, in Abundant Living Ministries, but you have to be willing to search it out in your own personal time. Because when you walk off this campus, you, you're not, you, don't have, you don't have me with you. You don't have the bishop's hand, a hand holding you and say, okay, this is how you do it. No, you got God. 
You got the Father. You got the Son. You got the Holy Spirit. And because you recognize what Jesus has done on the cross, you can identify with what the kingdom is all about. And that comes through an attitude of reading the Word, studying the Word, speaking the Word, sowing the Word um, in the Word, and actively praying, communicating with God. That is the reason why we have taken the month of January to pray. It's not to inconvenient your life. Because I know there's problems like, well, there goes my January. I got to come to church every day. Stay home. Because your attitude is affecting us, not growing the church. If, it, if this is inconvenient you, stay home. God doesn't want you here. Because you are hurting, you are suppressing what God wants to do. You are hurting the kingdom. But if you're willing to come and fall on your face at this altar and cry out, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, heaven will rejoice. Why? Because as you are crying out, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, Kingdom is going to be made available to those who are lost. But you have to be willing to search it out. You have to be willing to search out the kingdom of God. You have to be willing to search out why does God want me to be like him? Why does God want me to be righteous? Because he's righteous. And because he, right, he is righteous, he requires his church. Abundant Living Ministries to be righteous. We seek. We seek out the kingdom of God. We search explicit eternal knowledge of the kingdom. Our call is to seek the truth in people, places, and things. Our call is to seek the truth. Not everybody that says they're Lord, Lord shall go to heaven. You know that. That's in the scriptures. Our job is to seek out the truth. Our job is to seek out truth to each other. But why? Because if I can't find truth in you, I will not allow my ears to hear what you have to say. It's my job as the born-again believer. It's my job as Abundant Living Ministries to search out the truth. Why? Because not everybody that says, Lord, 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 is going to heaven. you got to go beyond just believing. See, the devil believes in God. You got to go beyond just believe it. No, you got to walk with the walk. You got to talk with the talk. And you got to live with the li live with a life that, hey, no matter what, all hell can break loose. I ain't letting it go. I ain't letting it go. Why? Because I know through the cross I've been saved. Through the cross I've been saved. I know I will not be lost. God will make a way, ALM. God's going to make a way for you. If you keep continuing to search explicit knowledge of the kingdom, God's going to make a way for you. God is going to make a way for you. How do I know that? Because we've, we have read it for months. Isaiah 43, verse 19. In the latter part of it, he says, a way in, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I'll make a way. I'll make a way in the wilderness. I'll make a way in, I'll, 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 in the rivers in the desert. Nothing is impossible for God. Our focus 
ALM. It's not on the way how God does it, but the call. Our focus is not on how God's going to make a way. God, show me how you're going to do it, because if you show me how to do it, I'll follow you. No, no, no. You don't focus on the way God does it, because God may not do it the way you may think. God may not do it. God does not live according to flesh and blood. He lives in the supernatural. He lives in the spirit realm. He lives in, in holiness and righteousness and sanctification. He lives in that area where, where man, because of sin, has separated them. But because of Jesus, it brought us back to God so we can walk in, in the ways of our heavenly father. And his ways are not going to be conventional. But our focus is not on the how God is going to make a way. Our focus is kingdom. Kingdom. What did he say to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12? Follow me. I'll bless you. I'll make you. Those that curse you, I'll curse them. Go over to Hebrews chapter 11. He followed after God. He followed after God. Even though he didn't see the things that God said, he still followed after God. Why? Because he was faithful to the call that God said. And he says, his call was, I'm going to make you a mighty nation. Out of you is going to come a nation. Out of you is going to come greatness. So he didn't focus on the way. He focused on the call. And we, as born-again believers, we can't worry about how God's going to do it. Now, will there be adversity? Yes, there'll be adversity. Why? Because the devil's going to do everything he can to keep you from establishing the call of the kingdom. He's going to do everything he can, especially when people hear wilderness and deserts. Oh, my God, I don't want to hear wilderness or deserts. I do not want to wander in the wilderness, and I surely don't want to be parched from a desert. That brings panic over people. People panic when they hear wilderness and deserts, but fear not. Fear not the wilderness or the desert. Trust God. Delight yourself to God. Stay committed to God. Rest in God. And yes, cease from all anger. Psalms 37. Delight your, trust God. That's the first thing he says. Trust me. Trust me. Oh, it's a wilderness. Trust me. Paul, on his way to Rome, as I said last night. 14 days. We're all going to die. Paul says, be of good cheer. The conventional way. It was, it, it was like, hey, why, God told him he was going to Rome. So why didn't God just bring peace over the storm? Fear not the wilderness or the desert. Fear not the storm. Trust God. Trust God. Delight yourself to God. Stay committed to God. Rest in God and cease from anger. Because God has seen everything. God has seen everything. God has seen everything. He knows the end result. 
We just have to say, stay focused on our call. Yes, there's adversity. Yes, there's, there's, there, there may be wilderness or deserts or storms, but fear not the wilderness, the desert, or the storm. Now, understand something. Many times we'll put ourselves in those positions when it was never God's purpose, plan, and expectation. Why? Because we forgot the call and we stepped out on our own and we think God needs our help in certain situations. God does not need our help in anything. All God requires you and I to do is to be obedient. Obedient to the call. Stay focused on the call. And many times we'll step out and because we step out of the call, we say things, do things, act out things, then all of a sudden when it's all settled and done, God's not made to look like a fool. You have been made to look like a fool. That's why you got to focus on the call. It's God, it's not, I mean, when it comes to wilderness and deserts, people, people are given a choice. You're given a choice every day in how you're going to live. You're given a choice. From the time you woke up this morning, you were given a choice how you're going to praise him, how you're going to worship him, and how you're going to receive the word that God has for you today. You have made, you have making a choice. They're choices. The choices we make brings about God's actions. Just ask Adam and Eve. Just ask Israel. Just ask Moses. Just ask all of humanity in perilous times. All of us have been given a choice, but our choices, uh, when we choose to step out of our call and we choose to focus on other things than, than, than what God has authorized to focus on, see, our focus has been authorized only one thing, kingdom of God. We're not authorized to focus on anything else. Because if you focus on other things out, you're out of the will of the Father. And if you're out of the will of the Father, you're going to make bad choices. And when you make bad choices, it brings upon, upon you the actions of God. That is why Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden. Why? Because of their choices. Israel found themselves in the wilderness, in the desert, based upon their choices. Moses was rejected the promised land based upon his choices. He was called of God, the messenger of God. He saw the backside of God. He was brought to Mount Sinai. He was given the law. But because of his bad choice, he refused to listen to God. And he allowed his what? Anger. Get the best of him. Oh, but Pastor Dad, he was justified by flesh and blood, but not by God. Oh, we think because we're justified because of flesh and blood? It's my right, says who? My word is above my name, God says. My word is above my name, and if his word's above his name, guess what? You're obedient to the word, and God called Moses to lead his people to the promised land. And because Moses stepped out in anger, God's actions came upon him. And this was, the pro this, was, this, was, this was God's man. This is the man that saw the burning bush. This is the man that, that went before Pharaoh, the ten plagues. This is the man that stretched forth the staff and in the, in the, in the, in the, in the Red Sea opened. See, God's mercy... For mankind is forever. 
See, when you look at the old covenant, when you think about the God, you, you, you can understand when David said, his mercy endures forever. The mercy of God. Why? Because they didn't have the new covenant. They didn't have the new covenant. So everything was based on the mercy of God. The mercy of God. So that's why when they, they, they brought, they went to the temple and they sacrificed before God, all that blood did was covered. It was a mercy. It, what did they? They put it, the blood on the what? Mercy seat. It was a mercy. God have mercy. But now, because we're not in the old, but we're in the new that never ever was, we see that his grace is sufficient to the call through Christ Jesus. Grace is a covenant word, not for the lost, but for the church. See, people mix it up. They, oh, they say, oh, God's grace is for everybody. Wrong. God's grace is for those that have been called with a holy calling. Mercy is for those that are not right with God. So you need to understand this. There's a big difference and, and, and people out there have no clue. And because of that, they are living in ignorance. They are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And because of that, the actions of God has come upon them. And that's the problem with America. That's the problem with the body of Christ. You're seeing the actions of God coming now. Because of ignorance and disobedience to the word. They're not willing to focus on their call. They think they feel the right to share outside of thus saith the Lord. The preaching of the cross. And because of that, we're seeing the mess that we're in. That's why every night I am praying for a Holy Ghost intervention. To the body of Christ. So the body of Christ can truly say we are the church. Because the body of Christ cannot say they are the church. Only those that have been called, that recognize they have been called, can identify themselves as the church. To be called means you take up the cross. Matthew chapter 10 verse 38, just write these down. Matthew 10, verse 38, Matthew 16, 24, Mark 8, verse 34, Luke 9, verse 23, and Luke 14, verse 27. Jesus said each time to take up the cross. To be my disciple, to be my church, you got to be willing to take up the cross. You have to be willing to take up the cross. Now, you know, people deem the, you know, the cross is like, oh, no, it's a weakness. No, 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 no. There's power there, people. There's power of the, from the cross. There, this, this, this cross represents power. It doesn't represent weakness. It doesn't represent, um, um, of, uh, you know, um, like boo-hoo. No, it represents a rejoicing. And many times people will preach the cross as a boohooing sermon. It's not a boohooing sermon. It's a, it's a, it's a sign of rejoicing because I know what our, my Lord and Savior has done for me and my house. I know what he has done for this church. I, can, can you identify? Can you recognize what the cross has done for you? It's not a time of, oh, be no. It's time of rejoicing because you know you've been made one. You're sin free. You're debt free. You're hell free and heaven bound. Why? Because of God's grace. We're saved by grace through what? Through faith. By what? By who? Jesus. 
Jesus said to each time to take up the cross. We've got to take up the cross. Where do you take up the cross? Everywhere. You take up the cross in your home. You take up the cross with your children, with your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. You take up the cross in the bed. You take up the cross in the kitchen. You take up the cross in the shower. You take up the cross when you're getting ready. You take up the cross all the time. You never put the cross down. You take it up. You take it to your neighborhoods. When you walk out of your house and you go to work, you don't want your neighborhoods to see you. You want them to see the cross. Some of y'all need to put a cross out there in front of your yard. Put one out there. Put it out there. What are you doing? You're letting people know. Jesus saves. In the back of my truck, I changed my, 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 my wording. I put up out there a big old giant sign. If you see me in the back of my truck, you see me driving down the road, going 55 and a 25. But Jesus saves, people. <laughs> Jesus saves. Big old giant sign that says, Jesus saves. Oh, you, you laughing at me? Why are you laughing? Because you know you're right behind me. You know you're right behind me. Instead of going 55, you're going 50. I'm following my pastor. He said he, said he will send those that lead you. Well, come on. I said, what is that? Put the, metal, put the pedal to the metal. Come on, let's go. We want time to ease. Back of my truck, it says, Jesus saves. Jesus saves, because I want everybody to know that Jesus saves. You got the picture, you got the logo, and there's a big old cross there, and it says, Jesus saves. Why? Because the people are going to know. And it's so funny, it's like, yesterday, um, um, Pastor Francis and, 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 and Sister Olivia, they were sleeping, and I said, you know what, I'm going to go bless them with pastelitos and all that. So I go to our place over there, this little, um, this, um, little store over there on Pines, and, and you know, I'm pulling around, and I'm like, I got to try to get there early, because... There's a certain type of croquette that we like, and they go quick. And it's, it's a smoke ham. It's not just ham croquette. It's a smoke ham, and it's amazing. And I'm like, Lord, I got to get there quick because I want to surprise them. You know, like they like their cafe con leche, and they like their, 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 their colada, and they like their toast. And, and they like, and I say, okay, let me just surprise them. And I'm like, you know, and I get there, and all of a sudden I pull my truck in there, and, I, and there's these two gentlemen in there, and, and, they're, and they're just outside talking, and they, they, and they watch me. I mean, they're, I watched them when they were coming by. When I was pulling, they were just having a conversation, and all of a sudden I'm pulling in, and I pull my truck, and, and they're sitting there, and they're just looking at me. And I just want to, and I guy's like, and he says, I love your truck. Jesus saves. Not attention to me, but attention to that right there. Jesus saves. See, that's what it's all about. That is, our, that, is our, that, is our, that is our call here at Abundant Living Ministries. I don't care if hell is, is consuming America. It doesn't matter. Hey, Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Hell can be consuming all America, but Jesus saves. Why? Because I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and I recognize what he has, de- has done for me on the cross, and because I recognize, I can identify myself as being saved in the midst of all the flames of hell. Hallelujah. we got to take up the cross. We cannot see or hear. Without taking up the cross, without taking up the cross, we will not see or hear of the benefits of the kingdom. 
without taking up the cross, you need to, you need, you need to understand what I'm about to say. Because I'm going to bring you to Luke chapter 10. Without taking up the cross, without taking up the cross, we cannot see or hear of the benefits of the kingdom. You will not see or hear the benefits of the kingdom. Luke chapter 10, verse 23 and verse 24. And he turned unto his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them. To hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. Without taking up the cross, we cannot see or hear of the benefits of the kingdom. And I know a lot of the, what I'm about to say is not going to be welcome in America. But I'm not of America. I'm of the kingdom. You're not of America. You're of the kingdom. This attitude that I'm about to say, this, this, this wording that I'm about to use brings about an attitude. By Based on what I have read in Luke chapter 10, verse 23 through 24, that I, because I have seen and I'm here, I have a benefit of the kingdom. The kingdom call is for privileged. It's for the privileged. It's for the privileged. And I know that is not the correct wording in America today. This has nothing to do with white, black, Hispanic, Jamaican, Bahamian, Haitian. No, it's kingdom. It's, remember, I have called you with a holy calling, not based upon your works. Not a based upon your color, not a based on what you drive, what you wear, where you live. It's based upon my purpose and grace. This call, this holy call is privileged. It's not for everybody. It's not for the world. It's for the church. And if you don't see yourself as the church, then you must see yourself as the world. And because you see yourself as the world, you will not partake in the benefits of the kingdom. This is what Jesus was showing to the disciples. Hey, you are privileged to see what you're seeing. Kings, I mean, those in authority, the prophets of God have not seen or heard what you have been privileged to see and hear. Kingdom call has privileges. And if you have recognized yourself as the call, you can identify your privilege in the kingdom. And I, have, I, I, I hold my head up with pride. Not pride of selfishness, but a holy pride. Why? Because I recognize my call and because called of God and because I recognize this call is not of flesh and blood, but it is a holy call. I am privileged to sit at the table of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I am privileged to partake in the food that he prepares at the table. Not everybody can do that. You know that you know the story. Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven is like a banquet. And he goes out. And all of a sudden you see that, that, that last individual that was just, come as you are. And they looked at him and said, who are you? 
And, and they bound him up and they threw him out. Why? Because he was not the privileged. He did not recognize his call. And because he did not recognize the call, he was bound up and thrown out. See, when you are obedient to the call, you will never be thrown out from the presence of God. You will never be thrown out from the presence of God. The kingdom of call is for the privilege. God has put the words in our mouth to decree, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. This decree of God's kingdom will shake every circumstance, situation, and people to their knees. This decree of God's kingdom will establish dominion and the reign of the Messiah. ALM, this is our call. Remember it. Embrace it. Stay true to the script. Matthew 6, verse 33. Seek, search explicitly eternal knowledge towards the kingdom of God. It's all up to you. It's all up to you. It's all up to you to seek the kingdom of God, to search out. Every day, you search it out. Every day, it's kingdom. God will make a way, but your focus is not on the way. It may, because if you focus on the way, it may be not conventional to what you're thinking, and you'll talk yourself out of it because it's not the way you're thinking, but our ways are not his ways. Our thinking is not his thinking. We stay focused on the call. No matter what, even if it's through a wilderness or a desert, you're going to get to the promised land. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Everybody say, promised land is mine. Promised land is yours. The promised land is yours. Just focus on the call. Focus on the call. Because as you are going towards the promised land, you're going to come by people that are lost. You're going to come by people that are hurting. You're going to come by people that don't know the way. And God has put the words in your mouth to show them the way. To mend their wounds. Jesus Christ. And before we go any farther, ask yourself this. Am I true to the call of God? Are you true to the call of God? Do you recognize yourself as being called? Do you recognize yourself as being called God? Do you recognize? Because if you recognize yourself, you'll be able to identify the kingdom, wherever you go. You'll be able to identify, yes, kingdom's here. Kingdom's not here. If kingdom's not here, I got to establish kingdom there. But to recognize where the kingdom's is, you've got to be able to, to identify it, you've got to be able to recognize you're called. To identify where the kingdom's supposed to be, you've got to recognize that you've been called. Do you recognize yourself right now as being called of God? With a holy calling. 
Not according to your works, but according to, according to his purpose and grace. Do you recognize yourself as being called? Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to see it. You're not going to be able to hear it. You're not going to be able to identify it. And you don't want to be in that position because you'll miss out in the benefits. And it was never God's purpose, plan, and expectation for you to miss out in the benefits. See, in this benefits, there is true salvation, healing, restoration, Holy Ghost transformation. In these benefits. And if you're here today and say, you know what, I don't recognize myself. I don't recognize the call on my life. But I want to. I want to recognize the call on my life given to me since the beginning of time through Jesus Christ. I want to be able to recognize that. And if you're here today and say, you know what, I don't recognize it, but I do. Because I want to, I want to embrace the kingdom of God. I want kingdom status for my life. I want to be able to sit at the table. I want to be able to taste and see that the Lord is good. But if you're here today and say, you know what, I don't, but I do want to. I want you to come to the altar. Because it's through Jesus. It's through Jesus. It's through Jesus. We are saved. If you're noticing this cross and it's got papers on it, we put this up here because whatever is keeping you from the kingdom, you need to nail it to the cross. And we leave this up there because you see people come up here and whatever it may be, they put it on the cross. They write it down, they put their name on it, and they put it on the cross. And this will be up here until God tells us that. Why? Because we want you to under, understand something. Everything that we do is by the, by the way of the cross. I am what I am. You are what you are. This church is what it is because of the cross. And if there's anything that is separating me from establishing the kingdom, I nail it to the cross. Paul says crucify flesh every day. What do you mean by crucifying flesh? Attitude. That is the greatest thing we fight with every day. Attitude. Attitude is connected to the flesh. Attitude will keep us from recognizing our call. And if we don't recognize it, we won't be able to identify the kingdom that God wants us to establish.